Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Scott McLeod's brother Sean and his brother's partner, Alana Jenkins, were murdered on the night of April 18th, 2020 by um, Gabriel Wortman. And we just spoke, as you know, if you've been listening, with Tim Mills, the uh, former Nova Scotia RCMP ERT tactical team commander, on uh, the night of April 18th, 2020. He was also in Moncton for that mass shooting. Uh, Scott has been with us before. Uh, Scott, thank you, uh, thank you for coming on today. I know you have a big concern about what happened in the inquiry earlier this week, and it's major, and it concerns Lisa Banfield, Wartman's common-law spouse. Talk to us about that, please. What did you encounter? Well, over the, the previous number of weeks, um, we had uh, uh, restorative justice had wanted the families if they wanted to be part of the uh, restorative justice program for Lisa Banfield and her family, and there was several of us that actually said yes, we'd really appreciate it. And then after back and forth with a number of emails, uh, Friday of last a week ago, Friday we were all informed by email that. Uh, her restorative justice has been completed and nobody has any idea what took place or why the families weren't, uh, weren't involved. So you were supposed to be there and you weren't correct. Yeah. They, and, we just nothing. Okay. So, so restorative justice in Nova Scotia, uh, what are they, what does it mean? What, what's the, what's the, what's the fundamentals about that? So over the years, everybody's heard about getting, uh, you know, work work conditions and stuff. You go put in hours with a company or with a group or something to satisfy instead of a instead of a fine or jail time or anything like that. It's it's a way of uh, community service, I guess what it was called. And this is what it is. Uh, it's listed as restorative justice now. So instead of them dealing with actual fines or jail time or anything, uh, if they agree to it, the they can do whatever the program is that they set up. And like right now, like with Banfield, we have no idea what she did, but we received an email saying that she had completed whatever this restorative justice program was that they set up for her, and nobody knows anything about it. And one of the things she was charged with was providing ammunition to Wardman, yes? That is correct. And, I mean, it might set, it might be listed as far as the courts and the law goes as a, a minor offense charge, but what she did was actually enable Wortman to have the materials to go out on this rampage he was on. Yeah. It's not the first time you as family members of the victims have challenged what's gone on at the inquiry, and not the first time that you've been unhappy, dissatisfied with the way you've been treated. Um, what's the status now? How do you feel about this uh, this inquiry and and what are you what are your plans what are your options I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask you what your plans are well I you know you can tell me what you wish but uh, what are your options? Well, at this point, I don't think there's anything that the families can now do to go try and get anything added or changed. Um, it's just it's just another one of these. Everybody's yelling trauma-informed, and trauma-informed only seems to apply to 
police officers and and those that are are guilty of anything and the families trauma informed means we're going to kick you in the stomach one more time clearly i hear you saying that the families have not been treated respectfully and by extension the memories of the victims neither no um to to go and protect everybody when when you're trying to find facts and all the people that are have got the facts are the ones that they're protecting they're not letting them speak or they're letting them speak behind closed doors without anybody around um lisa banfield when she testified i don't even consider it testifying because she came in with conditions that she wasn't allowed to be cross-examined and she was protected um from everybody we even had for the first time that i've seen the police department actually come in with their detector dogs and four officers to search uh the venue uh before the uh before the day she testified and i've never seen them bring in dogs or anything like that before so that was a a real new surprising thing to see yeah. When you see what's going on internally with the, the RCMP, with the uh, Chief Inspector uh, Leather talking about, you know, being told not to uh, not to share publicly or with the commission um, the, uh, the contents of a phone call with the RCMP commissioner, and then also um, Inspector Darren Campbell's notes being withheld by the Justice Bar Department for months, and there had to be several subpoenas to get them released. What does that all speak to to you? That just to me, it just says they're they're not they're they're looking at mate, uh, hitting the ticky boxes and saying we've covered this, we've covered this, so that at the end of the day, when when this finally wraps up, they can sit down and say, well, we we did our we did our best, we did our part. Here's our recommendations and. Uh, a lot of people have made some pretty pretty good money sitting just watching everybody else uh, hurt. Yeah. They didn't want an inquiry. I mean, we've talked about this before. They didn't want an inquiry at the beginning. The initial objective, or the, their, their initial objective, was to have three individuals assess what happened, write a report, and carry on. And then and now they, they were forced into the inquiry. Even the prime minister said at the early part, well, I'm not going to say there's going to be an inquiry. But now they've been forced into it. And uh, is it your sense they're just going to try to do what they did at the, the, the very beginning, just write a report regardless of how the families feel? That's what I'm seeing. Is it just like they're uh, they're just going through the motions to say that they're doing it? Um, like I, I have a lawyer that if I have questions to ask, I go through my lawyer. But then it's still up to the commission counsel and stuff whether those questions are pertinent to ask or not it, you know if you're if you're just going to block the questions that are out there what's the point in even asking questions if you want to hear more subscribe to the roy green show on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify stitcher or wherever you find your favorites and if you like what you hear leave us a review and tell a friend i'm roy green have a great weekend